Hello and welcome to the Kalkatindi Show. We don't believe in ourselves enough to really go after our dreams. I had a purpose. I was in a marriage. I wasn't too happy with my relationship at the time. I don't know what it is yet, but I just, I really trust it. And it's, it's exciting to tap into it because you see little breadcrumbs of it, like little kind of tastes of different mm-hmm. kind of doors that you're opening up. I do genuinely believe mm-hmm. that if you have the confidence and the self-belief to achieve, that anything is is possible. I really can create change in this world. I really can help people. They've changed my life. They've completely revolutionized the way that I think and they've encouraged my highest self. And, um, you know, I think the foundations in those three books. All right, uh, I'm here with Derek Banga. Derek is a general certified emotional intelligence coach and a leadership development manager. He is also a keynote speaker and corporate host at conferences, launches, sales meetings, and team building sessions. Derek, welcome to the show. Carl, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome, Derek. So before we dive into the main topic today, I just want to ask you about an element in your story that I learned while I was doing my research for this podcast. When you're younger, you wanted to be invisible and you did not want to be seen or be heard and or remembered. So what prompted the shift to desiring visibility and how did that change come about? Right. So just to give you a backstory on that, when, when I was younger, like you rightly said, uh, I was a little bit shy and uh, I wanted to have a superpower. And that superpower that I wanted to have was not to be seen for mm-hmm. various reasons. You know, I wanted to be able to listen to perhaps my parents exchanging ideas mm-hmm. when they sent me upstairs, you know, or listening to my sister when she was on the phone mm-hmm. uh, behind a room. And part of it also was the fact that I didn't want to be in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. What changed, however, is when I started working, I was thrust into a role that put me in the forefront, that made me have to stand up, be seen, be heard, and be remembered for the right reasons. And so I went from having these thoughts and feelings of perhaps doubt, lack of self-belief, to now saying that, yeah, you know, I can do this, that I deserve to be there, and I didn't have the imposter syndrome anyway. So that's just a little bit of a backstory <laughs> as mm. to how that came so about. It is the role, so it is the role that pushed you out of your comfort zone, so to say. Yes, that's correct. Uh-huh. So that is a, a related to the topic we are going to talk about today, which is personal branding, the, one of the main topics. Sure. So sure. Uh, how do you... How do you explain a personal brand or personal branding to someone who is hearing about it for the first time? All right. Well, you know, Carl, I mean, there are as many definitions, I think, of personal branding as there are hits on Google if you were to type in personal branding uh-huh. in, in your search engine, which mm-hmm. means there's, there's quite a few. I like to approach personal branding not as a destination, but as a journey. Mm-hmm. and it's 
certain things that you need to begin to do, whether it's on a daily basis or on a regular basis, to build this thing that you call personal branding. So, for example, knowing exactly who you are. Now, knowing who you are isn't uh, an exercise that can be done in a single day. In fact, that journey of knowing who you are is usually done until the day that you shake off your mortal coil, right? That you're no longer on this earth. Mm -hmm. But it's about being a little bit more uh, intentional with knowing who you are. Instead of just living your life, it is taking the time to really know who you are, where you are in this moment. Mm -hmm. And as it is, because I talk about personal branding, particularly when it is in the business world or the professional world, mm -hmm. how does knowing who you are directly affect your positioning, particularly in your area of expertise? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's answering your, your, your question, but it's about that's, that's one of the questions that you need to answer in this journey mm -hmm. to discovering your personal brand. Okay. Yeah, it gets there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I think. I think that's a good start, right? So, yeah. Part of that journey is what are you good at? All right. What do you want to be known for? All right. How do you plan to leave your mark on this world? How can you upskill yourself? When mm -hmm. I entered the job market, the skills that I had then uh, would say are maybe different from the skills that I have now. So my journey of self-discovery has taken all of these years and I'm still in that journey of this, you know, of my personal brand, but I've built it because I've realized that there are certain things that I am, you know, better at doing than say other people. There are certain things that I want to be known for. There are certain ways that I want to leave my mark on this world. Mm -hmm. So what is it a, like, I feel like we're not quite getting to the, to the, to the, brand thing personal brand like when someone hears personal brand like you said it's um it's mostly associated with the be in the business aspect but everyone can be good at something everyone can be an expert at something so what i'm getting from this is it's about the perception that people like the reputation that you build around your your work the kind of work that you do does it have to do with more with work or the person myself as an individual Okay, so your personal brand, for me, when I talk about it, it's more in terms of how you can use your personal brand to build your professional brand, if you will, mm -hmm. or to build your business, or to build your career. Mm -hmm. You can have a personal brand that is not related to a business career, and that's what you're known for, you know? Mm -hmm. But what I'm talking about here is about building what I call this craftsman mindset, mm -hmm. where you're building career capital. You're mm -hmm. deliberately practicing and significantly improving your abilities in that area that you have recognized either that you're good at or that you want to leave your mark on the world. Mm -hmm. And that, that craftsman mindset, to me, is the personal brand, uh, there's a gentleman called Carl Newport who wrote a book, so good they can't ignore you. You become so good at what you do that they 
your target market cannot ignore you. And this building of this personal brand is, it, it gives you creativity. It is, it gives you a certain freedom, if you will. Uh, there, there's, an, there's an impact there. There's a control that you have because you have put in your, to use another cliche, the 10,000 hours that Malcolm Gladwell talks about, mm-hmm. that you have become a specialist in your area of expertise. Mm-hmm. That to me, is building a personal brand. Remember, I started off this conversation by saying a personal brand to me is not a destination. It cannot be defined in one sentence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At least that's not how I look at it. I look at it as building this expertise over a while Mm -hmm. so that you become so good that they can't ignore you. Amazing. And Mm -hmm. what is the relationship between personal branding and success? So the success is what I touched on in the last um, bit that I talked about. Mm -hmm. Where success to me is where you're so good they can't ignore you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, whether you have created such a level of expertise within a niche market. So, for example... You are a uh, you are a um, what example? I want to use a particularly pertinent example, and not necessarily my example, but I want to use a pertinent example yeah. of somebody who is an accountant. Mm-hmm. Okay, but this accountant specializes in doing the books of uh, farmers. Okay? Mm, okay, so they have specialized not just in general accounting for everybody, but they have specialized in doing accounting specifically for people who work in the in, in, in agriculture, farmers to be exact, and you can even narrow that down so wheat farmers. Okay, mm-hmm. that specialization field rather than a journalist to me is that definition of of success and that relationship that I think between you've built your personal brand to that level of success. So I choose to go that field rather than becoming a journalist, becoming a specialist. Mm -hmm. Pick that area, double down on that particular area. If you can make it as narrow as possible so that you are the only person in that field who is so good (laughs) that all the wheat farmers come to you mm-hmm. to do uh, for you to do um, the books. You're not just a journalist. You're not just a, an, a, 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 an accountant, but you are a specialist in a particular field. Amazing. And Derek, you're also an expert in uh, emotional intelligence. And that is one of the reasons how we got connected because my previous guest, Jeff, Jeff Summers, uh, connected me with you. And he's, uh, he's also an emotional intelligence expert. So how do we respond in an emotionally intelligent way to the frustrations, the anxiety, and the uncertainty caused by this pandemic? 
Oh, man. Uh, how much time do we have, Carl? Well, first of all, you're very kind in calling me a specialist. <laughs> you are. Uh, emotional intelligence is one of the areas that, uh, that I, tr I talk about. And uh, to me, emotional intelligence is about managing, expressing, and perceiving your own emotions as well as the emotions of other people. Mm -hmm. So that's just a sort of general, you know, definition of my understanding of emotional intelligence. But what's important, particularly in this crisis environment that you mentioned, is to pay attention to how we feel and begin to act more intentionally mm -hmm. with those emotions. Okay, mm -hmm. notice and intentionally act rather than allowing the emotions to take control. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for example, you might feel worry. Okay, yeah. Now, pay attention to that feeling of worry. W what sensations, for example, does it exhibit in the body? That's me paying attention to my body. I feel that worry. I feel that sinking pit in my stomach, or I feel my fingers are tingling. All right, mm -hmm. that to me is the beginning of sort of this self-awareness. Okay, now that I'm feeling this, this particular emotion, which is a strong emotion, perhaps not a helpful emotion. Okay, mm -hmm. what are the benefits and consequences of responding to it? What strategies am I currently using to deal with this? Am I just giving into it? Mm -hmm. So that to me is the beginning of working particularly with strong emotions that as you said many of us might be experiencing as we go through this black swan yeah yeah so then uh once we recognize the emotions what kind of actions do we need to take then like if after recognizing that i'm feeling this strong emotion maybe i'm feeling anxious then what action do i take that is considered that you can consider emotionally intelligent okay so once we start feeling these strong emotions and we are beginning to recognize what they're doing and even maybe recognize the decisions that we might be making based on them we've got to look and say are those decisions helping me or not so for example if i'm feeling worried and i become problem focused that's probably not a, a good decision or if i start making assumptions Okay, so the trick here is what can I do mm -hmm. to perhaps make better decisions? And I just want to segue a little bit and talk about, particularly when we are going through these, you talked about um, this crisis environment. We, mm -hmm. we tend to feel that we have no control and we always assume the worst, all right? And that's mm -hmm. actually stress is... Is, 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 is when that comes about. Mm -hmm. But did you know that there is something called good stress? Actually, it is known as you stress. Mm -hmm. So undergoing particularly stress is not bad for you as the common wisdom would have us feel. In fact, stress has many benefits. Mm -hmm. So... It actually gives us greater focus, more energy. It actually uh, releases certain good hormones. So rather than taking 
that feeling of being overwhelmed, mm-hmm. we need to start saying to ourselves, okay, this is actually giving me the energy and the power to deal with this particular crisis. And I can choose to act in a way that is going to be more positive. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so focusing my energy, not letting that feeling of stress and, 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 and worry overwhelm me. And in fact, realize that, you know what, I'm actually have a heightened awareness. I can actually gain a new perspective on a situation. Mm, I can actually deepen relationships with other with 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 other people, even as I'm going through a period that I might be feeling overwhelmed. Mm. So consider the example of professional athletes or sportsmen, right? Your favorite footballer, okay, who is playing for the team and they're in the Champions League final and it is the 89th minute and the Mm -hmm. scores are tied and a penalty has been given. This well-trained athlete, this footballer, Mm -hmm. is under the most immense pressure to put that ball into the back of the net. But mm, these, these athletes can actually use that very stressful situation Mm. and convert that penalty because they're able to, as I said, enhance the good stress. Some of these things that that stress is, is you know, like the energy, mm-hmm. the, you know, better focus, the um, heightened awareness. Mm. So that's one of the things that we need to be able to, to do. And there's an acronym that we, when I say we, a genus we use called RAIN. And I'm just going to talk about R-A-I. So number one, recognize. Recognize that feeling. Where is it in my body? As I mentioned before, okay. Allow. So that's the A. So the R is recognize. The A is allow. It's allow this feeling not to overwhelm you, but to say to yourself, you're a human being, it's okay to feel this way, all right? Now investigate, Why is, what is the cause of this? What do I really need to do now? What triggered this? What can I do? And remember that these are just emotions. Yeah. They are not, they're not you, okay? You are not your thoughts. It's an emotion and you can deal with that emotion in its, in, in, you can deal with that particular emotion and make decisions and ultimately behave and fuel performance. I know that's a long-winded answer to, no, <laughs> to a question. It's I not, wanted but, to go into a detail. Yeah, it's not allowed. To, mm-hmm. And I like the A, which is to allow, because I think there is this belief or this notion that it's, uh, you know, when people are going through something difficult, they kind of tend to escape, want to escape the pain. But I think it is okay sometimes not to be okay because we are human. We go through ups and downs. And I think the allow in the acronym, which is A, is very, very important. So I, I really like that. All right, Derek. Yeah, it's not, it's not necessarily, yeah. uh, just, just to clarify that. Uh-huh. It's, it's not saying, okay, I accept this worry and I'm just going to allow it to overwhelm me. Just notice that it's happening and say, it's yeah. okay. 
it's okay yeah. okay but now human. what can i do am i going to allow yeah yeah like i'm human for feeling like it, it's a uh, it's almost like reminding oneself that you know i'm human for for feeling this like this this is what makes me human like i shouldn't be trying to you know maybe numb this down or try to escape it that's what i'm getting from this mm-hmm. that which we resist persists the more i tell you not to think of a pink elephant <laughs> the more you the more you'll think of it i right? just so thought about it now <laughs> you you say okay this is normal but but i'm not going to allow this feeling to overwhelm me all right mm-hmm. all right that was that was a good answer i love it all right derek we are going to go into some quick fire questions what is your definition of success so my definition of success mm-hmm. is being able to do what you want when you want and how you want to me that is complete autonomy a freedom oh yeah to do what you want when you want how you want hmm. that <laughs> i love it definitely i love it success. i love it i love it yes. yeah and i love <laughs> the freedom aspect freedom is something that is also very very important to me so i really love it just mm-hmm. put it that way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right do you have a favorite book well i am a voracious reader if i can use that term and i don't use that term lightly although i will be honest mm-hmm. recently most of the books that i consume are on audio so audio books it count that counts so i listen well. to audio books in my car that count but uh, so i don't know if those count but in they terms do, of uh, yeah so as you can imagine i mean i have I have several books that that I love um Seven, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People mm-hmm. Steve Covey mm-hmm. okay uh, any number of books written by Robin Sharma okay Dale Carnegie uh, mm-hmm. you know he's written a fantastic book called Stand and Deliver so some those are some of the books that I keep revisiting mm-hmm. um and uh yes So, mm-hmm. so do you have a favorite one among all those ones you've mentioned? It's probably the seven success, the seven habits of highly successful people by um by Steve Covey. Mm-hmm. I, only because I keep going back to it. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's that's that that would be my favorite book. Okay. So, what are some of the habits that have propelled you forward in life that without them probably you didn't have accomplished what you've accomplished so far. Mm, here's one seek first to understand then to be understood. Mm-hmm. So that, that that is uh it's it's almost like an empathetic way of uh communication. Mm-hmm. Um it 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 is about God gave us two ears and one mouth mm-hmm. and they should be used in that proportion which means <laughs> listen more and talk less. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, I think somebody recently said to me that I missed my calling in life and that I should have been a journalist because I, I, I love to ask questions. As I said, that's a habit that I have, that I've, I love to find out about other people. Mm-hmm. And as much as I think that my career is fascinating, that what I do is unparalleled, mm-hmm. I have learned to make other people feel good about themselves by understanding what they do before um, I can tell them about myself. So that's one. Mm-hmm. I would say reading is one of them too. Uh, reading is a habit, yeah. Reading is a success is. habit, it that's for sure. It is. Reading is absolutely a success habit. I think that... Um, that if you... That... Uh, what is it? Is it... Readers are leaders. Yeah. I think that's something that uh, I truly believe. Mm-hmm. And you can visit the far-flung places in this universe. You don't have to get into a rocket that uh, Elon Musk is um, <laughs> sending into space. Mm-hmm. You simply need to open a book and the world and the universe is at your fingertips. I love it. I love that. And I'm curious to know, do you meditate as well? Yes, I no. am a so does that, to be does honest that, with you, mm-hmm. I believe it. Yeah. No, go ahead, Carl. Ask your question. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want to disrupt you. Let's first finish that, what you're saying. So I truly believe in meditation. In fact, meditation is one of the, the errors, although I prefer to use the term mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So it's a mindfulness practice. Now, uh, this is a, a, a practice that is off and on for me. So in the evenings, before I go to bed, I will put on a guided mindfulness practice or meditation practice, if you will. Although, as I said, I prefer to use the term mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And I have varying levels of success, maybe based on <laughs> my frame of mind mm-hmm. going into bed in the evening. So um, sometimes I won't. Most times I will. And um, I, it's certainly something that I've tried to incorporate regularly mm-hmm. into my, my, my lifestyle, um, this practice of, uh, of, of, of mindfulness. And, and also as, as an emotional intelligence practitioner, you know, we t- talk about, for example, learning how to breathe. Mm-hmm and um, doing things like body scans. So those are things that I've also incorporated into, um, into my lifestyle, mm-hmm. which are all mindfulness practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the fact that you, you say, you know, you're on and off sometimes, it doesn't always, like you're not perfect with it, the meditation, but the fact that you keep coming about it, definitely there's something that you find valuable in meditation. So I, I want to know, what is it for you? What value does meditation bring to your life? I think it uh, helps me focus. It gives me resilience. Mm. It uh, sharpens my attention. It helps me sleep better. Mm-hmm. They're all upsides. Mm. 
In fact, when I was telling you with varying levels of success, sometimes that mindfulness practice, you get into it in 10 seconds and you're out like a light. You haven't even finished the practice. And uh, <laughs> so for all those reasons and then some, I think it is a, it is a useful habit or practice to incorporate into your life. Mm -hmm. All right, Derek. Um, okay, before we go to the next question, because I was, this was on my mind and I was trying to kind of skip it, but let me just say, I think, you know, that aspect of going out like a light, because mm -hmm. your mind is kind of like racing and kind of, oh, I mean, you're trying to, to calm it down, but it's moving in all sorts of directions. There is vision. I don't know if you've heard of vision, Lakiani. Do you know vision? I'm sorry, Carl. You said vision. Vision, Lakiani. An entrepreneur called Vision, Lakiani. Oh, yeah. This guy's all, he's always on YouTube. I see his videos. Yes. Yeah, he's everywhere. Mm -hmm. He's the head of the founder of Mind Valley. And uh, he has what they call the, the six phase meditation. And this meditation basically does not, your mind is engaged, but at the same time, you're meditating. Right. And mm -hmm. I think it is, I'm just, I, I wanted to share with you because I want to recommend because I think it's very, it's a very powerful kind of meditation because mm -hmm. for example, like that aspect where you see your mind kind of like, um, <laughs> goes out like light, this meditation engages your mind. Yeah, wonders. Actually, the wondering is also the thing. And that's something obviously that mindfulness is supposed to do. And like you said, it's supposed to train your mind. Mm -hmm. Your mind wonders, bring it back. Wonders, bring it back. And you sort of then, like a muscle, you're building that muscle of attentiveness. But go ahead, Carl. Yeah, yeah. But, but this, basically, this meditation engages your mind. Like it doesn't let your mind wander. It's more like built in such a way that it's supposed to help you almost to rise to a higher level of your consciousness, but also focusing on the goals and your vision for the life you, you want to create. And I think that's what makes it different from the other meditations that I've, I've tried. So you, you could try that out and see if you like it, if it, if it works for you. I, as I said, I've seen him on YouTube, I, mm -hmm. but I'm willing to certainly try. Yeah, check it out. It's called the Six Phase Meditation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's called a six-phase meditation. Yeah. yeah. And uh, have you also thank, heard of, thank you for that. Thank you for that recommendation. Sure. Uh, have you also heard of the Isha Kriya meditation? It's an Indian... No, meditation. I haven't heard of that. How about, have you heard of uh, someone called Sadhguru? That name sounds familiar. <laughs> Probably. He's an Indian guru. And he, he's, he's actually the one I learned from the Isha Kriya meditation. It's also good. So th those are all different types of, you know... <laughs> You could try out and see which one you find like bring some value to your life as well. Mm -hmm. All right, all right, Derek. Uh, what is one skill you think anyone who wants to succeed in life should learn? The skill that I think everybody should begin in order to make them succeed. I am going to go with. Intermittent fasting. <laughs> is that a skill? That's interesting. <laughs> it's a practice. I it's a skill. And I've heard yeah. of that. What so is that? I, I, all right. So here's an example of how, and you, there, there are different ways of doing it. But mm -hmm. you wake up in the morning, okay? Mm -hmm. No breakfast, okay? So you would start the first maybe five hours of the day without eating anything, all right? Then maybe have a snack at about 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
then go on to maybe lunchtime, one o'clock, where you might eat something small, all right? Mm -hmm. And then don't eat anything again until maybe seven o'clock in the evening. So that's one way of doing it. Or you can do it in even bigger chunks where you go maybe for 12 hours without eating anything mm -hmm. or even 24 hours. Okay. Oh. Mm -hmm. So you may, you know, you, you, so you, you, you pick the plan that you want. Um, but doing it on a regular basis. So this is not fasting for religious reasons. Mm -hmm. This is actually doing this so that you can uh, maintain maybe a, a, a healthy body weight, perhaps. It also, for me, enhances my focus. It um, brings my attention. I find myself less distracted. And um, it's something that you need to get used to because the first time you start it, you will be really craving for food, particularly if you're used to eating on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So it I creates it's a discipline, huh? It kind of helps. Yeah, there's, mm -hmm. there's definitely that. There's that definitely that 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 part of it as well. Mm -hmm. um, but to me, it's about the focus, it's about the attention, it's about, um, again, just managing my life in a way where I am not distracted by having to always look for food mm -hmm. or to be eating mindlessly, which is oh, what yeah. a lot of us perhaps yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah, and, and combined with, you know, a healthy lifestyle in terms of exercise as well, it's, mm -hmm. it's really powerful. You'd be amazed at the results that you can get. Mm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, is, what is one key lesson you've learned during this pandemic in this lockdown? Hmm. All right. I would say that it is keeping my head above water. Well, no, let me, let me rephrase that. I'm going to say connection, connecting mm -hmm. with others. Mm -hmm. Sorry, the question was, what is one key thing that I've learned? One key lesson, yeah. And one key lesson is connecting, staying connected with people. Okay. Mm. Staying connected and reconnecting as well. So improving my relationships. And um, it, it could be, you know, relationships with people that I have not talked to in a long time. It could be relationships with family members. Mm -hmm. It could be relationships with coworkers. Um, it could be, you know, leaning into difficult conversations. So that's, I, mm -hmm. I think, one of the key things that I have. I will call it post-traumatic growth, not post-traumatic stress <laughs> mm -hmm. from, from this, but post-traumatic growth, which... I think will serve me well. Oh, I like the, the last future. one. I like the last one a lot. The difficult conversations because I think mm. early this mm. period has forced a lot of people to have difficult conversations. All right, mm. Derek, tell me one thing you're grateful to have in your life right now. I'm grateful for my health. Mm -hmm. I am. I certainly am. I have really during this 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 unusual circumstances i've really taken time to work on being the healthiest version of me 
through eating well, exercising regularly, mm-hmm. and practices like the intermittent fasting, for example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sure. I'm ready for yeah. I'm 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 ready for the beach. Trust me. Once we get out of this, <laughs> beach body is ready. And oh, no, I'm just kidding. But seriously, I am actually grateful for my health. Mm. All right, Derek, let's talk about uh, your products and services. Share Go with us, yeah, share with us more about public image and the, the work that you do. So a public image, we work with professionals to help them develop these soft skills or interpersonal skills so that they can increase their earning potential, they can connect better with their clients, they can zero in on their target market. Mm-hmm. So these soft skills, these interpersonal skills are everything other than your technical qualifications or academic qualifications that you would bring to any position. Mm-hmm. If you are, for example, a front office professional, the key interpersonal skill you would need would be how to connect with people through customer service. And that's an area we would work with. If you're a salesperson, it would be selling skills. If you are a leader, it would be, it might be, you know, your communication skills, your emotional intelligence, your public speaking skills. So we run that gamut, as we said, so that we can help our clients become more successful and be seen, heard and remembered for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. All right, Derek, what is your number one social platform for someone who wants to connect with you? LinkedIn. There are no two ways about it. LinkedIn is where you can most easily access me. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is where I choose to, uh, to focus my efforts mm-hmm. on a social platform social media platform Mm -hmm. we have a presence on facebook i have a presence on twitter but linkedin is the best one awesome and for the listeners uh derek's uh linkedin linkedin link will be in the show notes and your website is publicimageafrica.com right so i have let me call it, I have a website and I have a landing page. Okay. okay. So I'm going to give you, you are right. The website is publicimageafrica.com. Mm-hmm. But I also have a landing page, which is a slightly more condensed, but very succinct place to go and get information on what we do mm-hmm. and if i can give that to you carl it is the lions den dot co dot za slash listing slash public hyphen image and i'll give you the link and i'm sure you can share it in the, sh- in the yeah. show notes oh both links will be in the show notes the website public image and lions den all right, Derek, uh, one final question. And this is the question that I ask every guest on the show. What would you say to someone listening right now who is about to give up, who is frustrated that they're not getting the results they want? This person wants to make progress towards their goals, but feels stuck and has no idea what to do next. 
What advice do you have for this person? I would tell this person that you have to develop this personal resilience, mm. this capacity to bounce back from, you know, negative experiences mm -hmm. and um, this ability to sort of adapt and, and grow. I talked about post-traumatic growth mm -hmm. following adversity. Okay. I would tell them to, first of all, develop self-awareness. Okay. Mm -hmm. Aware of the way you feel and the impact it has on your decisions, your behavior and your performance. Okay. I would say self-discipline. Okay, so disciplined thoughts, disciplined actions, disciplined execution. I would say self-management. Okay, this is sort of like the ability to organize yourself and uh, manage, you know, mood, emotions, time, behavior. It's a continuous improvement. And then, I, how many are those? Were those three or four? How many have I given? Those guys, they're like... Well, I'm gonna leave it at those. Let me leave it at those three. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. That is great advice. And Derek, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing with us your knowledge, experiences, and all the lessons you taught us. I sincerely appreciate you, Derek. Thank you, Carl. This was a good experience. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for joining me this week on the Kawik Attending Show. Subscribe to the podcast so that you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this show, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would really help us a lot to grow. Thanks again for listening. See you next week. Take care.